hosting for Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. Now, it's time for Two Blokes Talking Tech. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. Online about technology. Fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And this is episode 54 of Two Blokes Talking Tech. I'm Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com and joining me each and every week, thanks to Trend Micro and Netgear, Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. G'day, mates. G'day, Trevor. Live from San Francisco here, and uh, this is, we have to call it, the new iPad edition. <laughs> uh, we'll get into the name and everything shortly, but just to let it, let it be clear, let it be known to you listeners that this is all about the iPad, uh, which was announced just a few hours ago to today uh, as we record. So we'll talk all about the new iPad right here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. All right, I'm going to kick it off with a name, Steve. I've got to be honest. I sat there, and you would have done the same thing. Sat there, and they go, they keep referring to the new iPad. Okay, is it, was it going to be the end of it? It's and and it's called the iPad three. And they just got to the end, and they went, and thanks for coming. And I'm sitting there going, Are you serious? <laughs> and and I I've just been saying, like the mil, they've got ninety billion dollars. Uh, the marketing department of Apple have gone. You know what? Let's call it. Wait for it. <laughs> the new iPad. I, I, I actually that that is it is quite funny actually. I was thinking the same thing, but when Tim Cook introduced, he goes, and now the new iPad. None of, nobody realised at that time that, that yeah. that's all we were going to get. And the, the funny thing about it was that that iPad. was so it was written up no on the screen. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> so look, I, I think I don't mind it because when people walk into the Apple store, that's what they're going to say. Can I have the new iPad? Which what is fine. What are they going to say next to you, though? Exactly. Say, Can I have the new, new iPad? Or the newer <laughs> iPad. You know, that's my problem is in six to 12 months, where do we go next? Now, could this be, and oh, my God, I'm like, I, I just felt myself talking about next year's iPad already, but could this be them setting the scene for the fact that it will always just be called the iPad? Yeah. Because I'd you've got it. So, I mean, yes. why, would you, why would you call it the iPad 10 in, in six or seven or eight or ten years? It's stupid. I think so. I think that's a good idea. I think, uh, well, they're going to they're gonna obviously refer to the various generations. I've already heard them referring to it third as the generation. third generation yep. iPad. So it'll be a generational thing now rather than giving it that designation of 4, HD, 3, whatever the hell we're going to call it. I'm still going to refer to this, though, by the way, as the iPad 3 because it's the third one. But it does sometimes slip. You do have to say the new iPad. And I think the reason that I'm with you on that in terms of the... Um calling it the iPad 3 is just because it's confusing because then you're saying to people but you know there's the iPad 2 and so you can get very confused by it so I think I'm with you probably will call it the iPad 3 but also remember the packaging for the iPad 2 never said 2 on it the box didn't it I thought it no, did no I don't think it does I think if you it look at the box oh, it just says okay. iPad so but all the marketing obviously and there's, there's a billboard just over the road from my hotel here it says iPad 2 so uh, the yeah, the yeah. marketing around this device is obviously going to be the new iPad because and you know, maybe one of the reasons is they have to call it the new iPad so that you can tell the difference because at, at sight unseen in terms of, you know, without turning it on, it looks the same. Mm-hmm. It does, and it's, uh, it's slightly thicker and slightly heavier. I'm very sorry to say, Trevor, I'm, <laughs> I hope they break the news to you gently. This is a heavier, heavier iPad. 
bad. So we've got a lot to talk about. Well, here's what we'll run through, and we'll do that right away. We'll talk about the retina process, retina display, the faster processor, the design, um, and a few of the other features like dictation and, and the and the um, uh, the networking. And we'll also I'll try and quickly touch on iPhoto as well. There's a lot going on, and it is the new iPad. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, it would be hard not to talk about the new iPad without referring to probably the biggest new feature, and that is the Retina display. Mm. Now, the Retina display follows on from what we saw on the iPhone 4. They've now blown this up to the 9.7-inch screen for the iPad. Uh, interestingly, what I found, it's got a massive resolution. So th- this has got a higher resolution, four times bigger, more resolution than the previous iPad, mm. but also more resolution than your own full HD TV. <laughs> <laughs> packing in those pixels 3.1 million pixels it's 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 unbelievable what you what you think was packed in there what when when i find it most amazing is when you consider that um now that it has a 1080p video recording in it as well which is just another one it's interesting there's a lot of little features which are hard to kind of remember but let's not forget they've upgraded you know to 1080p so full hd video recording when you watch those videos back they appear in that pillar box mode so that you've got the, the black top and bottom of the screen because it's showing you native 1080, which there's more pixels on the, on the screen than, than there are 1080. So you really do get the full movie experience when you start to watch those sort of things. You know that when you watch a widescreen movie or a, you know, a reasonable quality movie on the iPad 2 or the iPad 1, it kind of just, you know, pushes it off to the screen and, and, and doesn't doesn't show you the best resolution. Well, now you're getting it in a really nice, nice look. The, the display, when you sit there and look at it, it's exactly like, and, you, and people will remember, it's exactly like when they when they launched the iPhone 4. We went, wow, it really is different. It really it's is better. Different. And it, mm. it is noticeably different when you sit there. Now, they were very reluctant to have iPad 2s sitting beside the new iPad, very reluctant. But that's just Apple and the way they operate. But by goodness me, you could just turn it on and realize that it's better. And it's all its all the little things like the icons all, on the screen. Absolutely. but And it's all moving towards, obviously, higher definition was a big theme of the event today. Um, they, they announced not only the retina display, but the availability of high-definition movies now. You can download through iCloud you can, mm. and Apple TV, which we'll hopefully have time to talk about later. All about HD, high definition. Now, viewing a full HD movie on the iPad is a possibility, and it's going to look, look amazing. It is. And so, look, the bottom line is that, when, and we'll probably sum up at the end, but I think the key here is that this is the fundamental... Uh, usable difference to the iPad, to the iPad 2 and the, the new iPad. Yep, there's some other things we'll talk about, but when you stand in a store and say, which one will I buy? The big decision is, do I want this beautiful screen? And I say beautiful screen, not because I want to get bagged by the narcs of the world who think that, you know, we're all Apple fanboys and stuff. This is a beautiful screen, okay? Don't kid yourself. Um, when you look at, you know, a five inch phone or a four and a half inch phone and you, and a really nice AMOLED screen and you compare it to the iPhone 4, yeah, the AMOLED sometimes looks brighter and nicer but in the end it's the crispness and the quality of the screen and the the fonts is where you see it so you can enlarge a website yeah. to just be one word on the screen and it is crisp and amazing but, that's what you, you get look with at retina. look at the benefits of it though too like if a lot of people read books on it so print the printed word or you know on the, on the words on the screen they're going to look really sharp but i i, I also noticed that phil schiller pointed out it's the highest resolution display ever created for a mobile device, so that's a not a, not a bad badge of honour for the new iPad. And this, among other things that we'll talk about, are causing battery problems, i.e. not problems, but it's draining the battery more, so they've had to put technology into the battery, so they're now getting, they've got a better battery, 
It's probably what's making it heavier and thicker, but not by much. But they, they're able to achieve the exact same battery consumption. So 10 hours or 9 hours while you're on kind of the, the, the wireless cellular networks, the 4G or the 3G. So it is pretty stunning to be able to maintain those battery rates. And I think that's why, and people talk about, you know, releasing features. They could have done Retina last year. Bet you any money. But I yep. bet you they hadn't nailed the battery. I bet you they Absolutely. hadn't nailed the fact that they didn't want to sacrifice battery time. Exactly. That's a very good point. And Apple's not the sort of company that's going to compromise their products in any way. Mm. And obviously, they've waited for to the improved battery. And you, you've not, you, you've spot on. I think that's the reason why this is a large, slightly larger. I think it's only like six millimeters uh, thicker now and slightly heavier. Sorry to say, Trevor, but. <laughs> That, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to pay that price, very small price to pay for to get the same kind of performance. Exactly. So that's the first thing. Retina display on the new iPad. And we do two blokes talking tech each and every week, thanks to the good people at Trend Micro and Netgear, netgear.com.au, proud supporters of two blokes talking tech and a lot of technology companies and, and things in the world. Um, Netgear do great innovation with regards to networking and modem and connectivity. So if you've got anything happening in your home related to connecting devices, and this is what Netgear know, they've done surveys. They know that we've got devices in our homes, but we're not connecting them all. You know, you think about your kids, you think about people that come around to your house. You should be at, here's a great thing that Netgear do on most of their routers. They have guest Wi-Fi. So you could actually ensure that your friends or, or visitors can actually use the Wi-Fi in your home on their device just by giving them guest access like you'd get at a hotel, and you can provide them with a single password. And then they're not on your network, and you can restrict the usage of that guest account. It's a very smart and simple thing to do. If you've got a lot of tech-savvy friends and they're coming around your house, share your internet with them. Save them some data bills and uh, and use take make use of the guest Wi-Fi function on a lot of the Netgear routers. Lots of features like ready share, sharing a USB and um, external hard drives across your network, and it's all on the Netgear website, netgear.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. So I'm not going to do a, I'm not going to look back at all of our potential rumors and the things we speculated on because everyone does 25 things and everyone gets 24 of them wrong. One of the I things give, I got most of mine right though, just for the oh, record. Though. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can make everything sound like I got it right, and I will do that. But you know, but in the end, I know. Like I made made a point of tweeting um, as soon as they said 4G, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But I made a point of saying I was wrong. So I just you know because I was very adamant that it yep. wouldn't have 4G. But anyway. But the one I thing, one of the things that was, yeah, yeah, one of the things that was mentioned was uh, quad core processor because it's a big thing. Smartphones are coming out with quad cores, tablets are coming out with quad cores, and it's all the rage. What Apple have done in the new iPad is announced a quad core graphics processor. So they've taken the A5 chip and they've put an X next to it, the A5X, and they've said we're giving this thing quad core graphics power because in the end. The processor on these devices is actually very good. It's not like these things are sluggish. But when you want to do better things, and especially when you want to render better things on such an amazing display, you need better graphics. So they've put a quad-core graphics yeah. processor in this thing. And, mate, when you see this, I can't remember what it was called, but this space sky drag, sky dungeons or whatever it was called, an amazing flight simulator game, it is stunning, the graphics. I've got to tell you, you look at this thing and you go, Man, what are Xbox and PlayStation doing? This is amazing. Absolutely, yeah. Well, the uh, the enhanced processing, the main, the A5X is a dual core, I think, one point five gigahertz processor. But yep. the quad core graphics processor, just to explain to listeners, 
is the engine that drives the display. Now, the display being such higher, much higher resolution needed a, f- a few extra cylinders in the engine, if you know what I mean. So what it does is that it provides that smooth playback, whether you're playing a video, uh, whether you're playing a game using an app. So it renders that, that image and that video really smoothly. So it's uh, the, the, the four quad-core graphics processor, it's, it's like having an extra load on your car, but a couple of extra cylinders now to help you uh, get drive it along. So move in the right direction, I think uh, the that's going to really make the performance, it's going to make it a standout. I think one of the things I've noticed about just mucking around with it a little bit in the hands-on was um, I don't think it's only the games that, that are taking advantage of that process. I, and it may be just my perception, but I do get the feeling that it's just a little snappier because it's actually able to render. It's actually able to show you what you want quicker, not just process it, but then show it. So I actually think with the graphics process being quad-core, I think there's there's generic improvements because of that in, in every function. But when we'll really see it is when the, the developers get cracking on this thing. And there were some great yeah. demos, um, which I'm sure there'll be videos online and all that kind of stuff, but... Some great demos of some really intense graphics power of this device. Also helps you too when you're looking at your photos on this thing. Though the camera is something that was improved on the device too, and and uh, we'll, we'll mention iPhoto as well. So they've got the iPhoto app now for for the uh, for the iPad. So we're viewing those images and even editing those images is going to be even easier now with that graphics processor. Well, why don't we quickly talk about that before we talk about the design? Um, you know, iPhoto, they, 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 they're right. They announced it as the iLife suite. And, you know, hang on a minute. There's always been something missing. iLife uh, had the garage band and uh, and what's the other thing? Uh, movie, movie making. iMovie. But yep. iMovie and garage, garage band, band, but it never had yep. iPhoto on, on, the, on your iOS devices, your tablet or your phone. Now, yeah. mate, I've got to tell you, they've put a lot of work into this thing, and, and it is very good, and you're right, the graphics processor makes it happen, but some really simplistic things, like you take a photo of a, a, a child on the beach, you've got most of the, most of the photo is, is, is you know, yellowy sand, and the rest of the photo is sky. You push your finger on the screen in the sky and hold it, and four arrows appear, and one of them says sky or blue sky, and you drag your finger towards the blue sky, and it makes the sky and the sky alone a deeper or richer blue or or the opposite. So you can actually manipulate individual components of the photo. Um, It has edge detection. So the example they gave was a photo of the... The, the Golden Gate Bridge, you know, beautiful photo, but really a little bit overexposed on the on the big pylon of the bridge. So he clicked, you know, some sort of, you know, deepen the colour or something and, and detect edges. And he was able to just rub his finger all over the over the bridge, but it was only enhancing the bridge pylon. It was amazing. Uh-huh. It, That's it, really it's great cool. technology. I'm surprised it's taken so long, actually, to bring mm. iPhoto to uh, the iPad. Like, the iPad's nearly two years old. It's great to see that their, their, their technology they're using on their Macs now, with not only for editing the, the pictures, as you so well described, but also storing your photos in albums and doing things like that. Interestingly, it comes only a couple of weeks after Photoshop released their uh, iPad app, which we spoke about on the program a couple of uh, a couple of weeks ago. So good to see Apple sort of firing a shot back across the bow to Adobe there with their own photo editing uh, software for the iPad. And I th- I think, remember last week when we spoke about Photoshop, we spoke about the fact that it's only available on the iPad too because of the power of it. I yes. think that that's an indication here that, frankly, the iPad 1 can't handle it. The iPad 2 
you know, shouldn't have been released with it. So, you know, they want to really showcase it on the, on the new iPad. Now, right. it is, I think it is available on the iPad too, so it'll work, but it's just a matter of how, how much snappier it'll be. And they really want to show the performance of it on the new iPad. So I think there is a link between why Photoshop came out so recently and on such a specific device. And I think it relates to the fact that they needed that quad core graphics processing. So it just shows you how important something like that is. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. <laughs> Now, one of the things that we always look out for whenever there's an Apple event or an announcement for of a new product is uh, is the design. Now, we mm. know Apple's a very much a design-driven company. Steve Jobs was very passionate about the device looking uh, as good as it uh, as it performed. So, it was very interesting to see for me the uh, the iPad, the new iPad, looks virtually identical to the previous iPad. And apart from the slight thickness uh, increase, six I think it's six millimeters uh, thicker, slightly heavier, uh, which is, is going to send the case manufacturers back to the drawing board. I've already seen emails from many of the case manufacturers saying that their new the new iPad cases are already on the way into the store. But were you a little bit surprised that this wasn't given a certain look, or do you think they've reached a point where you know what our designs look pretty good anyway? Why why? repair something that isn't broken i reckon it's one of those things they sat around a table going geez should we change it we really have to to make it look different and then they went well what are we going to do just change it for the sake of it you can sit an ipad 2 next to the new ipad and i guarantee you can't spot the difference because think about the back of it it doesn't the the ipad 2 doesn't say ipad 2 so it just says ipad so it is nearly impossible to tell the difference i think the keen eye will notice perhaps the camera slot looks a little tiny bit different and yeah. it is very hard to tell the thickness, mate. It is micro-millimetres thicker. You know, it's it's all, nigh on impossible to tell the difference, even when they're sitting side by side. So that's why I think they have to call it the new iPad, so that people can say, I've got the new iPad. Because if you say to someone, I've got an uh, you know, iPad 3, and they say, bugger off, you do, it's, it's the same. Well, that, that could be the reason why it isn't it wasn't given a designation, a number, or, or any letters. Because remember what happened with the iPhone, well, the iPhone 4S when it came out last yep. year. Was, they added the S because it was basically the same design. That's why I thought maybe it might be called the iPad 2S or something like that. But yep. they've just done away with the numbers and the letters altogether. But I think uh, I'm quite happy with the way the iPad's designed. So it's not a real. I don't think it's a deal breaker that it looks the same almost as the old one. Yeah, no, neither do I. I think it. We, look, it's a good-looking device. Why, why would you change something that's not, not... The only difference between the iPhone 4 and the 4S is a couple of locations on the side where the uh, where the antenna meets up differently and, and yeah. a switch slightly relocated. So, no, look, I don't think it's a problem that it's that it's very similar. I don't think it's a problem that it's almost the same. Um, I think it is a problem for them in the store to actually show people what's different, um, but that's not a bad thing because then they'll, they'll be able to upsell the, uh, the retina display. But... Um, I, th- I think what we're what we're looking at here is a situation where if we were privy to the roadmap, we'd probably understand that maybe they are going to run with a whole new design next year or something. And it probably yeah. would be a bit much to go three years in a row. I think. I mean, the iPhone five will be different. We're pretty sure. I think it'd be pretty pretty amazing if the fourth generation iPad wasn't a, a very different look. But um, you know, have but, you uh, have you ever I, heard anyone but, unhappy with the design? Jeez. No, I think it's pretty good, but I think we should also point out that the iPad 2 is still going to be with us. They're going to still continue the iPad 2 as an entry-level device. It's still going to be available as a 16-gig capacity only, Wi-Fi and 3G, and they've they've dropped the prices down as well. So I think you can pick up an iPad 
iPad 2, uh, 16 gig iPad 2 for $429. That is 569 for the 3G Wi-Fi. So how's that going to, how's that for the uh, tablet competitors who are pricing them way above what they're worth? That's going to really put a cat amongst the pigeons. Well, if I could send my normal message to the Android tablet manufacturers, hello! <laughs> I mean, you know, 429, okay? So this is the big, to be honest, this is the big news of the day. Okay, the iPad 2, and, and hello, I was right on this. I did predict this would still be available. 429 that's $150 cheaper than it is today. That's a massive discount on, a, on an Apple product. And, you know, to be able to bring in it, I was saying on the radio before they announced the pricing, I think the iPad 2 will come in under under 500 It's nearly 400 um, Unbelievable, you know, isn't it? And we've said for ages that tab- Android tablet manufacturers need to come in at you know four ninety nine or three ninety nine. Mate, they have to come in at three ninety nine now, or they just they can't do. compete. Well, while we're on a little. Let's talk about the uh, the i the new iPad pricing, yep. which is again cheaper. Now the entry level price of an iPad, let's go back to sixteen gig Wi Fi, is only five hundred and thirty nine dollars, which is forty dollars cheaper than the iPad two entry level. Yep. Now the the top of the line, which is sixty four gig, three uh, G slash. 4G, I should say, plus Wi-Fi is now $899, which is $80 cheaper than the iPad 2. So good luck to the Aussie dollar. It's come through to Australian customers uh, with these price drops. And you know what? I think that's that's credit again to Apple. You know, we people bag Apple when the prices aren't aren't, aren't revoked based on on dollars and stuff. But this is purely purely dollar based because in America it's the same price. So let's be clear here: in America, iPad two up until now has been four ninety nine, the entry level price. The new iPad four ninety nine in Australia. Five seventy nine down to five thirty nine. So I think all credit to Apple for for taking on the pricing in a in a in a really competitive way. Um, people will still whinge about it, the fact that it's not four ninety nine, but just don't kid yourselves. It costs money to bring a product into a country and to have it overhead. So just ignore all those narks. This is a great price. It's a very good device, and um, you know it's going to be available, mate, in in just a, just a, over a week. I mean, March the sixteenth, you can get one. Unbelievable. And because of the time difference, too, Australia is going to be in the first wave of countries to get the device on March 16. Because of the time difference, Australia will be the first place in the world you'll be able to buy the new iPad. Good for tourism. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, Two Blokes Talking Tech is also brought to you by Trend Micro. Now, Trend Micro, among the best in the business when it comes to internet security. They've got several products, maximum security, mobile security, online guardian, and a safe sync. So no matter where you're accessing the internet, Trend Micro's got your back. But for a limited time, you can save on all these Trend Micro products. You can receive $45 cashback on selected maximum security titanium 12-month software, $25 cashback on selected internet security, titanium, uh, 24-month software. You can get complete peace of mind. Trend Micro's internet products are really easy to install. They have the highest malware blockage rate, and they use up less memory too. So then it's not going to really slow your computer down. They use much less memory than than their competitors as well. It's available now. Any of these products at Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, Dick Smith, The Good Guys, Bing Lee, Leading Edge Computers, and all other authorised resellers. Trend Micro, when you're online on any device, they've got you protected. For more information, visit trendmicrocashback.com. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Another one of the hot rumours leading up to the um, the iPad 3, new iPad, iPad 2S, just this year's model, um, was Siri. You know, Siri was a big success or a big uh, announcement for them in the iPhone 4S. 
And, you know, they put a lot of weight behind it, still in beta, but, you know, very important product for them or, or feature. A lot of people thought it would be in the new iPad. Now, interestingly, it's not. Very clearly, it's not. Um, and they did just quietly announce today that uh, Siri would be available in J- Japanese now. And they did actually show and, and play a clip of Siri speaking in an Australian accent. So Australia got a good run today, I must say. But the thing they did announce, and also in the Australian accent, is dictation. Now... You know my thoughts on this, Stephen. I don't believe voice recognition <laughs> is ever very good, ever very accurate. Um, they did a very good demo, but it was recorded, so I can't really be sure. You know, I'm a, I'm a doubter. Um, but, yeah. you know, for dictation, we're simply talking about when you're when you go into any field that requires typing, so an email, for example, on the keyboard down the bottom next to the space bar is a little microphone. You tap that button. And you dictate. You say, you tell it all the thing you want. You say comma. Um, they, they, what do they say over here? Stop or what do they call a full stop? Yeah, period. Um, period. So they say period. I uh, hope that it says full stop or something like that in Australian. Anyway, yep. so you, and, and it just spits it out and, and, and the dictation occurs there. There's a couple of really interesting things that we need to try on this because I couldn't try on the hands-on. In fact, they were very reluctant for any Australian to try it. I think <laughs> but, but you know what's funny though? This is, this is, I'm going to call this the Clayton Siri. It's the Siri you have when you're not having a Siri. <laughs> now, I, I don't understand why. Why didn't they call? Like, it does, it does virtually everything but Siri. I think, well, so you can't make, you can't set calendar appointments yeah. and do things like that. So it can only, when you're entering a text field, it'll let you speak rather than type. Yeah. So that's probably why it's not going to be called Siri. It is, I'm assuming Siri is going to be something that Apple keeps to the iPhone brand. Right. But, I'm I'm puzzled why you know the iPads used just as much for productivity as it is for as the iPhone and mm. and those are, and I'm I'm wondering why they didn't give it that ability and and make it just think you know let's just go with Siri. You know I I believe it's because Siri's not right yet. I believe Siri needs a lot more work. Um, I believe Siri uh, globally needs a lot more data, so they need to do the deals with you know Australian data people like it, you know True it is Local. Still in beta, don't forget. Correct. It's still a beta product. And so, it performs so, pretty well though for a beta. Exactly. But but the question is, how does it work? Um, and look, I, I think I think it's very good that they're trying it. I, I will give it a whirl. Absolutely, I will try it. But I don't hold out a massive amount of hope. I don't think it's a, a deal breaking feature, to be honest. Um, and look, we'll just have to wait and see what people think of it. I don't think um, I think they'll put Siri in when they're when they're really happy with them and take it out of out of out of beta. That's when I think we'll see Siri come to other things. But in ge- terms of general dictation, and and don't forget too, um, the visually impaired um, use iPads a lot. So this is a very very good feature for the visually impaired who use the um, um, the voice commands or voice control, which is a fantastic feature of Apple yeah. products to tap the screen to find out where you are because you can't yep. see the screen. So for them to be able to use that, I think is a very good thing. Which is probably an unseen kind Excellent. of market for it. I, I use Siri a lot. I, I use it. I, I, I hardly type text messages and emails in. If I'm on the go, I, I use Siri now most of the time. So I'm really happy to see this feature come to the iPad. I think I'm a little disappointed they haven't taken it all the way to this full Siri level so you can set your you know rem- reminders and, and your calendar entries yeah. and things like that and ask what the weather's going to be like. But who knows? Time will tell whether we see that on any iPad or whether it's just restricted to the iPhone. Just the last thing on dictation. Siri relies on the internet. Siri needs the internet to do dictation. She, you basically, she sends information back and, and, and tells you what you want. I'd be very mm. interested to see whether the dictation requires that because... Well, maybe um, that's the reason why they left it out. It maybe that's be. why, because they just say you don't require 
require an internet connection. But I'd be amazed if it doesn't, because if it doesn't require internet connection, they've got a very big database sitting on the, the device. So my gut feeling is it's going to require internet access. So we'll have to wait and see, because there's there's been problems where the Siri server's gone down, so the whole you know network is down. So look, an interesting thing we'll have to look into when we get get, get one in our hands to, to really muck around with. But uh, dictation, um, we'll be interested to see what everyone thinks of that as a feature of the new iPad. Now, one of the uh, items, uh, features, I should say, that was uh, the subject of much speculation with the new iPad was 4G. Now, Apple did come through with a 4G connection, 4G radios for the iPad. Now, the unfortunate thing for Australian users is that the radios aren't compatible with the current, our only 4G network, which is Telstra. Now, to explain really quickly, the, the radios in the iPad, the new iPad, are 700 megahertz and 2100 megahertz for 4G LTE, long-term evolution. Yep. Telstra's network runs at 1800 megahertz, so will not work on 4G, but don't panic, everyone. It will still work on 3G. In fact, it'll work twice as well on 3G with the HSPA Plus built into the new iPad. So while you're not getting 4G speeds, you're still going to get a very solid next G connection, in fact, faster than the iPad 2. Uh, so a little disappointing we're not going to get 4G straight out of the box, but hopefully down the track we might get it. And I think what's um, what's important there to think about is we talked about this when we talked about Telstra's new 4G. We, we made the point that even when you're not in a 4G area, it drops back to what's called dual channel, or that's what uh, Telstra are calling it. Over here they call it dual carrier 3G, which basically means you're using kind of two 3G connections simultaneously and you get very good speeds. So no matter what you hear, and there is a bit of hype, and I think it's a bit unfair on Apple because Apple can only do so much, I guess, in terms of putting radios in and, and doing the deals with the carriers but look it's going to be faster it's going to be faster than the ipad 2 to download because it's got this dual channel channel 3d and let me be very very clear again we talked about this at ces mate 4g in america is crap Okay, yeah. I've been using it. I, I, I bought Not a, to put too fine a point on it, Trevor. Absolutely. I bought a 4G dongle. I'm getting nice speeds. But, mate, these are not Telstra Next G speeds. Forget 4G. Exactly. So exactly. We're, no, we're, we're, getting, we're getting a good deal, okay? There will come a time when, when it'll, it'll support the 1800 megahertz spectrum and uh, we'll probably get 4G. But I frankly don't mind because it's such a patchy thing in Australia so far, 4G, that you know it's not going to make a big deal. So give it another year sure. or two before 4G's rolled out. Can I just point out one little thing, though? Now, mm. we know that, obviously, Telstra's not the only network in Australia. We've got Optus and Vodafone, who are both working on their 4G networks. Yep. Now, Optus are conducting their 4G trials yep. using the 700 megahertz frequency, which is actually compatible with the new iPad. Interesting, so, depending yes. on when this spectrum is going to be available in Australia, when Opt- if and when Optus is going to actually continue to use that frequency... We could be faced with a case where the new iPad works on Optus 4G, but not Telstra 4G. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, and yes. Vodafone have gone a bit quiet on 4G. They've been a bit coy about talking about it. So we'll have to wait and see. But certainly 4G in the United States and a bloody good 3G in Australia. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, just quickly, I'll rewrap the pricing and availability here before I get you to mate, just give us one minute update on the new Apple TV announcements because they're yep. pretty basic. But just yep. to recap, the the iPad Two is still available and will still be available as a product, four hundred and twenty nine dollars for a sixteen gig with Wi Fi. The new iPad. 
$539, cheaper than any iPad has been before it, up to $899 for the most expensive, which was previously $999. And available worldwide, not worldwide, but in a group of select countries on, on March the 16th in Australia. Um, I'll be interested just quickly on the availability, whether or not they do an afternoon launch, that which I think was the iPad yes. last year, they did do an afternoon launch. So It was a 5pm launch, that's I right. think, from memory, or maybe 6. I think they did the iPhone at 8 o'clock. Uh, iPhone 4S was at 8am, so yes. yeah, it'll be interesting to see when it is. It's, it's only a week away. How exciting. It is. So that's um, that's the pricing and availability on the new iPad. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And very quickly, just today's Apple event wasn't just about the iPad. They actually had another couple of announcements too, which we'll go through right now. One of them was an update to the iOS 5. So iOS 5.1 update, which is available today. I've already installed it on my iPad and my iPhone. Uh, This brings enhancements like a camera shortcut from the lock screen. You now slide the camera icon up and you go straight into the camera you can delete pictures from photo stream it's got camera face detection now so help you with your photographs and also addresses some bugs that may uh, have an impact on the battery life uh, but the other product they announced today was Apple TV which has been mm. enhanced with uh, to be able to play back full HD video which really plays nicely into high resolution iPad 2 it's really stepped it up a gear uh, the iPad the sorry the Apple TV also has a brand new interface too so the uh, even users of the older Apple TV can update to the new interface Uh, You can also access your movies from iCloud now and share them on your device. So if you've downloaded a movie to your iPad, for example, or using iCloud bought it, you can access that same movie using Apple TV and accessing that content through iCloud. And Apple TV goes on sale the same day as as the new iPad, which is March 16th. And importantly, it's come down in price too, $109 as opposed to $120. $20 discount. Exactly. So once again, Apple have uh, run with the currency, $109 down from $129. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Thanks to Netgear and Trend Micro. Uh, episode 54, a little bit longer than normal, but you'll appreciate that it's a very important one because it's a big product uh, announcement. And uh, we'll update you as the weeks roll on. And obviously, um, we'll be hot, hot on, the, on the heels of the launch next week. And I'm sure there'll be queues around the block, mate, won't there? Absolutely, and uh, you and I will both be there, no doubt. Absolutely, we might uh, we might end up doing a was it media week last year? We talked for like yeah, five hours in a podcast. Own, we'll do a two blokes talking <laughs> iPad podcast, lo- talking iPad launch podcast next week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading, and thanks to Trend Micro and Netgear. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick.